Warning. What follows is the season finale of a story of a podcast that contains a story about monsters, madness, and mayhem. My name is Nick. And I'm Zach. Welcome to We're in Fear Day, a barely educational podcast about global folklore that aims to enlighten, entertain, and expand your world. Nearly 6,000 years ago, dinosaurs were made by God on the sixth day alongside every other animal. At this stage, all dinosaurs lived in harmony, consuming only plants, alongside Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, until that couple betrayed God by tasting apples from the Tree of Knowledge, by being tempted by Satan, and were cast out into the wilderness. Uh, I don't remember that in the Bible. When the appetites of the angel-human hybrids known as the Nephilim, along with humanity's unremorseful sinning, force God to flood the earth and start everything over, okay. several dinosaurs were killed, and their remains were covered with debris, and they were fossilized. Yeah. Okay. But don't despair. Two of every animal, including dinosaurs, were rescued on Noah's Ark. And after the flood, the dinosaurs would live amongst mankind until they, quote, eventually died out due to human activity, climate changes, or other factors. End quote. Some revisionist history stuff we're talking about here? Well, according to some people, this is the way it's always been. Oh. I'm not these people. I I wish I was these people. <laughs> you know what? We could just shift gears and become these people. Okay. <laughs> yeah? You don't believe that... You don't... Uh, well, according to AnswersInGenesis.com... Okay. When one accepts the history timeline as outlined in Scripture, with a capital S... It is easy to explain dinosaurs. Mm -hmm. When one understands that land animals, in parentheses, including dinosaurs, okay. were made on the sixth day of creation, cool. hyphen, that there was no death, in parentheses, of animals or man or disease, a lot of parentheses, there are dinosaur bones that show evidence of diseases like cancer. Uh, okay. Before sin, that all the land animal kinds, parentheses, including dinosaurs, were on the ark. And that many animal groups, including dinosaurs... Why do they have to keep parentheses? It's all it? over the place. And I feel like reading it, I have to stress that they're telling a story and it's almost like they're forcibly injecting dinosaurs into the conversation. Mm -hmm. It's almost like that's exactly what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, once you just state that dinosaurs are there and they're included with the kingdom of animals, you can just, you know, 
leave it as that. You don't have to keep going. Including dinosaurs. They have an affinity toward the dinosaurs. I mean, I do too. So do I. You're <laughs> absolutely correct, <laughs> right? When I was just reading it, it didn't occur to me until I went to try and break it down. Like, oh my God. Whenever they mention dinosaurs, <laughs> it's just, bam. They're like, nobody's going to think we include dinosaurs unless we say it every fucking time. Right. You know, any gutty, anybody with a fucking brain would understand dinosaurs are animals. So when you say animals, mm-hmm. well, this is just part of the first paragraph I'm about to read you. Perfect. So, <laughs> buckle up. Mm-hmm. Hold on to your butts. Oh. Oh. All right, well, this is Weird and Feared. I'm Nick, that's Zach. This podcast is over. <laughs> we've peaked. That was great. Yep. All right, well, after the, parentheses, uh, the uh, parentheses, including including dinosaurs, have died out since the flood, and the flood is with a capital F. The flood. Well, it's like, the flood. It's like the flood. Yeah, I mean, not compared to that one, any of them, except for that one. Right. Hey, are you ready for more parentheses? Yeah. Parentheses, like, because yeah. sin, the curse. For some reason, curse is not capitalized. It's Weird. not the curse. It should be, though, because they treat it that way. Hmm. And the capital flood affected the world. End parentheses. But a hyphen. Oh, then it's just confusing. You think this is confusing? I mean, listening to you describe uh, all the punctuation, yeah, it seems confusing. Then it's easy to explain the history of dinosaurs. Okay. Also, there's a lot of evidence, parentheses, such as carvings and paintings of dinosaur hyphen-like creatures, Parentheses, hyphen, and oh my god, this, this is not a funny joke anymore. Now I'm being tortured. Parentheses, unfossilized. Dinosaur bone with red blood cells. Hyphen. That makes sense in the light of biblical account of history. Did you know that a dinosaur may be described in detail in the Bible? Did you know that? I did not. Well, check out Job 40, 15... Verse 15, 19. Okay. And if the notes in your Bible... Hey, what do the notes in your Bible say? You don't want to know about my Bible. You don't Bible. have to tell me. <laughs> I went to CC, CCD. Uh, my Bible didn't make it through, I don't think. Oh, man. Somewhere. And, and if the notes in your Bible state that this animal was an elephant or a hippo, read the passage again to see that this can't be so. Okay. <laughs> Lay it on me. Did you know the word quotation quote dinosaur quote was first invented in 1841? That's what the book of Job says. Oh man, I wish. God <laughs> damn, do I wish. Okay. They've left the book of Job away. Okay. Now, uh, right, now they're just right. trying to tell you actual history. I'm going to put quotation mark history things. Okay. Dinosaurs were probably called, quote, dragons before that time. And the Hebrew word for dragon is used a number of times in the Old Testament. There are also dragon legends prevalent in cultures around the world. It's possible these are accounts of encounters with beasts we today call dinosaurs. I mean, I'd call him a dragon if I saw one. And it had wings and breathed fire. But what if it did none of those things? I'd still probably call it a dragon or a dinosaur. I don't know. 
honestly, like, real talk. They're both cool. Real talk. If you saw a brontosaurus, you'd be like, it's a dinosaur. If you saw a brontosaurus with, with wings, you'd be like, that's a dragon. Right. So, same page. Yeah. In fact, at Answers in Genesis, this is like their whole thing. We call dinosaur. Oh, sorry. I had quoted one part of this this website, and then I jumped to one sentence because I like it. <laughs> All right, cool. In fact, at Answers in Genesis, we call dinosaurs missionary lizards. End quote. Cool. So that was from AnswersInGenesis.com. So they're envoys. Spreading the word of God. How do you feel about that? Dinosaurs are? Uh-huh. I am. Just talk about that just for a second. I got things to do, but I want to take a little drink. I got a lot of thoughts on that, and I don't know how to express any of them. Do you want to try? (sighs) You don't have to. I won't make you. This is not this It's just going to be me making a bunch of sounds like, what? So, uh, no. Just fill me in, because I need to know where this is going. This next sentence is just me. Okay. Some people even believe that dinosaur bones themselves were created and trapped in the earth by Satan himself. Duh. This is why I call dinosaur bones, quote, yeah, guess what? I'm quoting my motherfucking self. Oh. <laughs> the okay. De- the devil's gift. Okay. throwing bones out there scientists claim that dinosaurs died out 65 million years ago when a giant space rock crashed into the earth causing the fifth and we've talked about these a lot mass extinction Mm -hmm. you know what i believe those scientists do you i mean yeah for the most part that being said zach do you want to have some fun? Yeah, always. Quote, It must be monstrous. The prints of his claws are seen upon the earth and formed an impression on it of about three feet in circumference. In observing the posture and disposition of the footprints, they concluded that it did not run this part of the way and that it carried its claws at a distance of seven or eight feet, one from the other. End quote. It's a big stride length. It's a little bit of a strut. Mm-hmm. That is a 1914 translation from a 1776 account. It's an important year to me. Yeah, it's a good year. And you. Account from the history of Luongo Kakonga. Another kingdom. Wow. My fault. Sorry. I was too proud of myself for saying Luongo semi-correctly. Luongo Kakonga and other kingdoms in Africa. Huh. In 1959, Willie Ley, a German-American science writer whom has a crater on the moon named after him, huh. quoted German Captain Ludwig Freyherr von Stein zu Losnitz from an official report he made after exploring what is now Cameroon, what was then a German colony. And yes, that man has a very long name. He sure does. (laughs) 
I couldn't tell you what it was, where it started or ended. Uh, I didn't know either. And, and like, I'm going to keep reading. And like other people will say, will say like Von Stein. Mm-hmm. But the full name again was Ludwig Freyher Von Stein zu Lasnitz. Cool. What? I mean, I'm an ethnic German man for the most part. And I am thankful my name is not that long. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know what I would do with myself. All right. Well, Willie Lay said, quote, Von Stein worded his report with utmost caution. End quote. Being a captain, Von Stein did not want to look ridiculous. Makes sense. This is what he wrote of stories the locals had told him. The animal has said, you know what would be awesome and which I I regret? I wish I could do accents Mm. because this would be in a full German accent. You're not going to get to hear that because I'm not going to do that to you. Yeah. But if if I could do a good one, I would be happy with myself. Mm -hmm. But sometimes that's not how it goes. Nope. So here we go in my American English. The animal is said to be of a brownish gray color with a smooth skin. Its size is approximately that of an elephant. At least that of a hippopotamus. I mean, those are both big animals. They're very large. And as we learned last week, sometimes pigs can get larger than hippopotamuses. Apparently. Watch out. I still don't understand. I I almost want to... I'm not going to throw it out. I'm going to just throw out everything I was about to talk about and just be like... And sit in awe. We're just going to go back to Hogzilla. Of the Hogzilla. Yeah. Why is that real? My car is getting ruined. You know that. You know that, right? Mm-hmm. The last time I took a drive into Southern Illinois, I went to Peoria mm-hmm. to you know meet a person and do a thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I hit? I hit a raccoon that was half the size of Hogzilla. I'm exaggerating. <laughs> yeah. It was very large and it fucked up a lot of my life and cost me a lot of money. Huh. So if I hit a Hogzilla, yeah, you're toast. I'm gonna carry with me a pocket knife, and if I hit one and if it like stumbles. I'm going to get in my fucking car, and it's. I'm just going to keep stabbing it. And if it kills me, then I die. And if I kill it, yeah. Yeah. Deal with that. You're the victor. I'm the Hogzilla killer. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. All right. We're moving on. Moving on. I'm not... Right. Well, like I had said, it is said to have a long and very flexible... Oh, I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Its size is approximately that of an elephant, at least that of a hippopotamus. It is said to have a long and very flexible neck and only one tooth, but a very long one. Some say it is a horn. A few spoke about a long, muscular tail like that of an alligator. Canoes coming near it are said to be doomed. The animal is said to attack the vessels at once and to kill the crews, but without eating the bodies. So we're just into murder. The creature is said to live in the caves that have been washed out by the river in the clay of its shores at sharp bends. It is said to climb the shores even at daytime in search of food. Its diet is said to be entirely vegetable. This feature disagrees with the possible explanation as a myth. Again, not my wording because that sentence was hard to read. Mm -hmm. The preferred plant was shown to me it is a kind of liana with large white blossoms with a milky sap. And 
apple-like fruits. At the Samba River, Sambo, sure. S S M. Well, sorry, S S O M B O, Sambo. Sure. Why is there two S's? That's not my part to judge this. Nope. At the Sambo River, I was shown a path said to have been made by this animal in order to get its food. The path was fresh, and there were plants of the described type nearby. But since there were too many tracks of elephants, hippos, and other large mammals, it was impossible to make out a particular spore with any amount of certainty. Just describe an animal. Would you like me to continue? Yeah. All right. Can't pronounce this guy's middle name, but I'm going to give it a shot. Okay. Alfred... Aloysius Smith. Somebody was being funny with his middle name. Yeah. Because I could have just said Alfred Smith. Mm-hmm. And we would have all been like, I get it. Yeah. Good old Al Smith. But A-L-O-Y-S-I-U-S. Aloysius. An employee of a British trading company during the late 1800s says this in a 1927 memoir regarding a creature known as the Jaganini and Amali. Part of that was autocorrected by iPad, so I skipped it. Cool. All right, so Al Smith, mm-hmm. quote, I am behind the... You know what I wish I could do? British accent. Oh, yeah? You know what I can't do? A good one. Mm-mm. So I won't do a bad one. Mm-hmm. I, and behind the Cameroon, there's things living we know nothing about. I could, A, made a books about many things. The Jagonini, they say, is still in the swamps and rivers. Giant diver, it means. Comes out of the water and devours people. Old metal tell you what their grandfathers saw, but they still believe it's there. Same as the Amali, I've always taken it to be. I've seen the Amali's footprint but the size of a good frying pan in circumference and three claws instead of five. Huh. End quote. This is me. Dude also claims to have given a cave painting of the Amali. So Al Smith apparently gave a cave painting of the Amali to U.S. President Ulysses S. Grant. Okay. I would love that to still be somewhere in the basement of the White House or somewhere. Could be. Because, like, it's a cave painting, so it was chiseled out of the wall. Mm-hmm. So, like, a historical artifact. It's a big fucking rock. Right. <laughs> so a historical artifact was given to Ulysses S. Grant, and he's like, I'm trying to rebuild my country after a civil war. Yeah. Thanks for this monster painting. Mm-hmm. And this guy's like, you're welcome, Governor. <laughs> Again, I cannot do British accent. Famed big game hunter Carl... Hagenbach, or it's probably Bach, whatever. You know how much I care? Yeah. Not not a lot. So Carl Hagenbach had said in 1909 in his autobiography titled Of Beasts and Men, quote, it can only be some kind of dinosaur. Mm-hmm. Seemingly akin to the Brontosaurus. Huh. Have you any fathom about the particular creature I believe so. We're about th- to dive in a little bit here. I think I know what we're talking about. All right. This creature could only be the 
Mokulamembe, mm-hmm. a brontosaurus-like creature rumored to live in the jungles of the Congo. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to read you an article entitled In Search of the Congo Dinosaur by William J. Gibbons, and it was published on Monday, July 1st, 2002. That's relatively recent. It is. And I summarized part of the article, and I will jump in when the article resumes. But I will tell you that William J. Gibbons recounts four trips he had taken to the region. Before he begins telling us of his journeys, he mentions that Dr. Roy P. Mackle, a biologist from the University of Chicago. It's a very weird Chicago connection here, but just know that's where he's from and Vice President of the International Society of Cryptozoology, Mackle and Herptologist James Powell from Texas, who had already taken his own journey to the Congo in 1976 and told several dinosaur stories to Mackle, traveled to the People's Republic of Congo in 1979. Now from the article, quote, Mackle and Powell met with the Reverend Eugene Thomas from Ohio, a missionary who had served in the Congo since 1955. Thomas had heard many stories about Mokulamembe and set out for first-hand eyewitnesses who had seen the monster. At first, Mackle was reluctant to believe that he was on the trail of a living dinosaur, yet each witness was absolutely emphatic that the illustrations of the Apatosaurus and Diplodocus and Mackle's book on dinosaurs were dead ringers for the Mokulamembe, according to Mackle. The, the witnesses described animals that were 15 to 30 feet long, mostly head, neck, and tail. The head was distinctly snake-like, a long, thin tail, and a body approximating the size of an elephant, or at least that of a hippopotamus. Huh. Leg, mm-hmm. yeah. The legs are short, with the hind legs possessing three claws. The animals are reddish-brown in color and have a rooster-like frill running from the top of the head down to the back of the neck. And that particular quote. Huh. Thoughts, statements. Statements are good. We can do statements at this point if you have any. I mean, that's cool. I want there to be a dinosaur. Don't you, though? I do. Forum. Pro-dinosaur. Pro-dinosaur. You can put me in that camp, too. All right, William J. Gibbons goes on again to talk of his journeys. During his first expedition, one of his guides killed a previously undiscovered monkey. That's all you get. That's all I'm going to tell you. Cool. Yep. The monkey was like, hey, I'm undiscovered. And the guy was like, bam. Boom. There's like a bunch of them. And he was like, later. Like, oh, we got your corpse. And they took it back to the, they took it back. Believe it or not, they took a, they took a monkey from the Congo to England. And the people in England were like, we've never seen this before. (laughs) Surprise. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Wow. I'm stunned. What a bizarre thing. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Glad I shot him. (laughs) Yeah. Great. On his second journey, he said, quote, On this occasion, we headed north on the unexplored By River and pushed our way northwest through dense swamps where we found two small lakes that were not even on the maps. 
Once again, our guides were fearful of remaining in the area, and we had to cut our exploration, hmm, our exploration of the swamps. Although many of the inhabitants of the the Kuala region know exactly where we can observe and film a specimen of Mokalimembe, they believe that to speak openly of the animals to white outsiders means death. It was nothing more than fear and superstition that was stopping us from making a major discovery. End of that quote. When he returned to pick a different path and headed to Cameroon, which borders the... Uh, when he, when he returned, he picked a different path. He went to Cameroon, yeah. which borders the southern Congo. Now, why did he pick a different route? To find different dinosaurs. I let, your idea is more benign. Okay. In 1994, Congo was engulfed, I believe, in its third civil war. Oh. So he had to pick a different country, basically, yeah. to find different dinosaurs. Quote, the remainder of our time was spent slogging through waist-high swamp, going from one pygmy village to another. Our efforts were rewarded with first-hand eyewitness accounts of Mokula Membe activity dating from 1986 to April 2000. Although the Baca people referred to the animals as Lakila Bembe, they described the animals exactly as the Kele pygmies in the Congo and confirmed that the monsters still inhabited the rivers, swamps, and streams of southern Cameroon. The pygmies also described the monster as having a series of dermal spikes running the length of its neck, back, and tail. This is a physical feature of sauropod dinosaurs that was, that was unknown to paleontologists until 1991. Uh-huh. So most had spikes that we learn about going down their back. Mm-hmm. Back then, people didn't know about that. Additional information was also gathered about strange animals that reputedly inhabit the forest and swamps, including a large quadruped armed with a heavy neck frill and up to four horns on its head, including a large quadruped armed with a heavy neck frill and up to four horns on its head. What does that sound like to you? What would uh, you call that creature? Just what would you call that creature? I mean, it sounds like a triceratops, except a quadceratops. But it's a quadceratops. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> a quadratops. A, qu- a quad top. Quad top. Our witness immediately picked out a picture of the Triceratops as being a dead ringer for this animal, which is reputed to kill and disembowel elephants. Yeah. Why? Because they deserve it. That's why. Basically, he's like, hey, guess what? I'm a fucking dinosaur. Yeah. You're like, oh, I got to take. I got to try. This is my planet first. Yeah, guess what? I'm still here and you're going to die. Mm-hmm. I would love to find a dinosaur with a tattoo. And even if it's in a dinosaur language, it just says, I'm still here, you're going to die. That's an intense tattoo. I would believe it. (laughs) I kind of want that tattoo, but it makes no sense for a human again. I'm still here, you're going to (laughs) die. I mean, no. Bold. (laughs) Bold. Right across. If if I was a human who got that tattoo, it'd be right. You could be a human that gets that tattoo. Oh, man, that could be my initial tattoo. It's across (laughs) my chest, and then my whole chest is taken up with just like a a front profile. Profile picture of a Triceratops. 
I'm sure <laughs> you're going to die. Triceratops. Wow. Do you identify as a Triceratops? Does this guy have any friends? Is he, <laughs> is he now a Triceratops? Are you a Triceratops? <laughs> he wears a hat with like, he puts spikes on his hat and he doesn't take it off. Yeah, and he just keeps making weird mooing sound noises. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, a tricer- I, don't a tri- I don't know what that guy is. A triceratops is like an ancient cow. Just go with it. Sure. So if you saw a triceratops that is supposed to be dead. I'd eat it. Could you see a ghost tops? Ghost tops. All right. Anyways. No, I said I'd eat it. <laughs> it probably tastes good. But but wait, wait, what? There's more, there's more than one dinosaur allegedly claiming the Congo region as its home? According to an excerpt from Tales of the Cryptids, Mysterious Creatures That May or May Not Exist by Kelly Miller-Halls, Rick Spears, and Roxanne Young. I just want to point out, point out I, I think, I love, I would just wish every part of our podcast would say, Creatures That May or May Not Exist. I mean, isn't that just I mean, kind of a thing that... Should be in like our mission statement or something. It really should be. I should work it into our title or our intro. Yeah. Maybe for season two. Podcast that discusses creatures that may or may not exist. Yeah. There you go. There you go. It's a real disclaimer. It's a good disclaimer. I like it a lot. I like to think they all exist though. So it's like, well. We just got to find them. Yeah. Even all of them. We're finding all of them. All right, hey, I cannot, I cannot pronounce this name great. It's M-B-I-E-L-U hyphen M-B-I-E-L-U hyphen M-B-I-E-L-U. Mibaloo, middle mibaloo. A large living lizard. That word translates roughly, it means the animal with planks growing out of its back. Mm. Are we talking about Stegosaurus? Uh, yes, fuck it. Spoiler alert, yes, perhaps yes. Hell yeah. According to explorer Scott T. Norman, for some people, the description suggests that this is a dinosaurian throwback, a strange modern relative of Stegosaurus. Local villagers, including pygmies, claim that green algae grows on the exposed part of the animal when the surface is above the water but they can't be sure how its legs are configured because they have never seen the animal completely out of the water. Some people even claim... What did you say its name was? Do you remember? Mimbly, mebbly, mebbly. Good enough. (laughs) Great. (laughs) All right. Hopefully that's not butchered. And there's another creature called Naguma Manene Mm -hmm. are the same type of animal. Even those who say they've seen, what was that name again? Mubbly, mubbly, mubbly. So for now, it's another theory that's impossible to prove. That creature you mentioned has been, of course, sighted in the Koala Swamp, People's Republic of the Congo. Its length is unknown, its weight is unknown, but its physical characteristics are a large animal living in rivers and lakes with large planks on its back, resembling those. Of a stegosaurus. Yep. Well, that's cool. There's dinosaurs in Africa. But. I'm convinced. This creature may very well be the same creature I'm about to mention, and it might even be the other creature I mentioned in that passage. 
from a living dinosaur? It's got a question mark. In Search of Mokula Membe by Roy P. Mackle. The very Roy P. Mackle I have already mentioned. So from summarizing passages from that book, I can tell you, Pastor Joseph Ellis told Mackle the size of the creature as he had heard from locals. What was seen of the tail was 10 meters long, its diameter half to one full meter, reddish brown was its color. Ellis also said the locals considered discussion of the creature to be taboo. Now from newcryptozoology.fandom.com, I can tell you that Mackle concluded that the animal has a low-slung body and therefore is more like a lizard than a snake. As, quote, Ellis was positive the animal never raised itself sufficiently after leaving the water. Mackle also noted that the animal's triangular or diamond-shaped ridges were similar but smaller to those from... What was that creature we were just talking about? Do you remember its name? Stegosaurus. Um, Mimbalu... Mimbalu. 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 There you go. I don't know. <laughs> but, but not, nope. You, your pronunciation is what we're sticking with. Cool. I don't remember which one it was. That's fine. But not the <laughs> not the animals themselves. And the new cryptozoology.fandom.com says this is a common misreading from his book and mixed up in a lot of web pages. So the point is. Like he sim- doesn't think it's a stegosaurus. Similar species then? Like it's, like it's close. It's so close people think they're the same. But they may not be the same. I mean, it's hard to say when we're talking about a dinosaur in the 1980s in Africa. Is it a stegosaurus? I don't know. Maybe it evolved a little bit away from that. Yeah, what? Through 65 million years. Yeah, maybe it doesn't look like the exact creature that you would find in the Cretaceous period. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe it's a little bit different. Well, no, it's not the same thing. All right. Well... If there are dinosaurs alive in one jungle, mm-hmm. what about another? What about it? In, yeah. In our episode on Percy Fawcett's Lost World, we talk about some of his fantastical retellings of alleged encounters sure with did. prehistoric beasts. Mm-hmm. But let's jump back to an 1883 issue of Scientific American. This article is titled a Bolivian Saurian, in which the Brazilian minister at La Paz, Bolivia, had this to say. The Brazilian minister at La Paz, Bolivia, had remitted to the Minister of Foreign Affairs in Rio photographs of drawings of an extraordinary Saurian killed and the Benny after receiving 36 balls. What? I assume like it's a cannon or a gun or a musket. It's a musket. Oh, musket. It's 1883. Yeah, okay. All right. They yeah. wouldn't say bullets. They'd say balls. Mm-hmm. By order of the president of Bolivia, the dried body, which had been preserved in Asuncion, was sent to La Paz. The monster was reported to be 12 meters long, which, of course, translates to 39 feet from snout to point of the tail, which latter was flattened. Its head resemblance, the head of a dog, and its legs were short, ending with formidable claws. The legs and abdomen sported a kind of scale armor, and all the black is protected, and all the back is protected by a still thicker and double... Curus? Curus. Start armor. Yeah, thank you. Starting from behind the ears of the anterior head and continuing to the tail. The neck is long and the belly large and almost dragging on the ground. 
Whew. Okay. You got that in your head? Yeah. What are you thinking? Well, I know what you're thinking. You've already read this. Well, that's as much as I'm going to talk about that specific creature. What do you think? Ankylosaurus? Yep, that's what I was thinking. Badass. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Since we're talking about South America, let's take a trip to Chile. Let's do it. To the Atacama Desert. The city of Erica. I may have teased this creature in the very episode we just got briefly talking about with Percy Fawcett and his lost world. Uh-huh. I'm going to introduce to you the Erica or Arika monster. All right. All right. August 4th, 2004. The Star. This translation, it appears, has come from Scott Corrales. Oh, she just would have said Scott. <laughs> Scotty C. Yeah. All right, cool. Strange creatures described as dinosaur-like and standing two meters. They give the American English translation. Six feet, six inches tall have been seen in recent weeks in Pampa Aca, a small town 17 kilometers or 10 miles from the city of Erica in northern Chile. The two strange creatures described as small dinosaurs and with a physical appearance similar to that of a kangaroo were reported by the occupants of a Toronto pickup truck between Quakey and Erica on Thursday night. And that quote. July 30th, 2004. Quote, the vehicle's driver, Dario Wikwelme, was traveling in the company of Chilean Army official Hernan Cuevas, his wife and two young children. According to his account, the situation which left the family rather nervous and confused at 9.30 p.m. that evening. The event took place in the Pampa Aca sector only a few moments before passing the Barrio Pisenia's Tetelau... I can't pronounce his words. I don't speak Spanish or... Portuguese. Portuguese, yep. 17 kilometers south of Erica. Requelme and his party left... I think it's an I. Iqueque? Sure. Just south of Chile's border with Peru at 7 p.m. They were only a few minutes away from Erica and were holding a normal conversation when something strange darted in front of the vehicle. Graphic associated with witness descriptions in Chilean versions of the story which appears to be a picture I have not saved in my quote. But, quote, My companion said, Look at that tremendous beast! And I managed to hit the brakes. Then, after a few minutes, the second one ambled past, and it was even more startling because it was just like a dinosaur walking on two legs. It had very... This is kind of creepy if you're being a pervert. Okay. It had very noticeable thighs. Oh, well, Kwame said. Maybe he was just thinking about chicken. Maybe. That's true. Maybe he was hungry. Yeah. <clears throat> or he was like. He's thinking about some, you know, grabbing some spicy wings, and then he was like, well, maybe thighs. Quote According to the driver's description, the figures were gray and hairless. The second one, which crossed a few minutes later, was clearly seen by Raquelme. Hernan Cuevas and his 12-year-old daughter, Tania. 
They estimated the creature's height at 2 meters, which of course is 6 feet 6 inches, thanks to the fact that the beast's distance from the vehicle at the moment it crossed was not more than 13 feet, or 4 meters, if you don't live in America. Quote, in the case of the second animal, they said it was smaller, but were able to see it clearly because it was a clear night and there was moonlight. However, that was most remarkable about both creatures. What was most remarkable about both creatures was the speed at which they crossed the road and the strides they took. What do you feel, what do you feel about what is occurring to these people, this military official, his family, and this random guy? Well... I am totally in the dinosaur mindset right now. Yes. So, thinking about that, Dinonychus, which are what Jurassic Park the movie typically shows as velociraptors. You are a thousand percent correct. I like dinosaurs. They're cool. Fuck yeah, you do. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. If anybody didn't know, me and Zach are friends. In the case of the second animal, they said it was smaller, but were able to see it clearly because it was a clear night and there was moonlight. However, what was most remarkable about both creatures was the speed at which they crossed the road and the strides they took. Did I read that already? Yeah. Well, a little little bit. That's fine. It's fine. Requelme and Cuevas had gone to Erica to purchase a vehicle, but the strange event caused nervousness among. Senior Cuevas' wife and daughter. The good thing is that when they started screaming, my companion and I didn't lose control and kept calm. So I picture two guys as the women are screaming, just like, we're driving. Yep. We're driving. Don't worry about it. Keep going forward. Keep going forward. Later, we stopped to smoke a cigarette and walked around. From there, I descended calmly to Erica, but I'm still nervous explains the driver, who contacted the Chilean newspaper, La Estrella, which, of course, is the star in English, immediately after reaching the city. Quelme's account coincides with that of Herman Cuevas, who is a recruiting officer with the army. When the first crossing occurred, I asked Dario if he had seen it, and he said yes. Then we started making comments as to what it might have been. Shortly after, another... One walked by, shorter but very similar to a dinosaur or a lizard, running on two legs. Even my eldest daughter saw it and let out a scream, Cuevas said. I think we already established she was screaming. Yeah, I mean, she wasn't a fan of it. She's like, what is going on? And he's like, I'm just smoking a cigarette, leave me alone. Well, Tanya said, well, he says about his daughter, quote, 12-year-old Tanya stated that the creatures were very similar to a dinosaur and had small hands. Man hands? Man hands. Man hands on a dinosaur body. Weird. Tiny hands. Meanwhile, Senorita Cuevas almost didn't realize what was going on because she was paying attention to the couple's younger child who was asleep. So there's two kids and one's asleep. The other one's staring at it diligently. (laughs) What the hell? You stay asleep. Don't wake up. You're going to see a dinosaur. Mm-hmm. Do you want to see a dinosaur? The answer is no. Stay in bed. Neither Aquama or Cuevas had ever experienced a similar situation and would not even compare it with descriptions of other creatures, such as the alleged chupacabras that attack and... Wow, I didn't know what this word... Exsanguinate? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, you know what that means? What does that mean? Drink their blood. Bleed them out. Absolutely. Animals in their fields. You know we haven't done an episode in an entire year? Sanguination. That and the chupacabra. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But I think we've talked about draining blood, but usually it's humans, I think. Well, they deserve it, too. They may. But they still have not managed to find an explanation for what they saw Thursday night. But that article goes on to say that that report coincides with something weird that happened on August 2nd, 2004, on a Monday. And it was described Thursday by driver Dario Aquelme, which is the guy we've been talking about. The case involves the six members of the Abbott de la Torre Diaz family who live at Fuerte Quindano. Why are we giving the address out? Yeah, weird, right? <laughs> why, do we do, <laughs> why do we do that? I mean, it was in 2004. They probably moved. The article wrote it. Huh. That's a weird thing American articles used to do. They would always like give out somebody's like home address. Like, yeah, like so, the early 1900s. Right, because like there's not that many people, so like they have to be that specific. Yeah. No, you don't. Now you just say their middle name. Right. Mark David Chapman. Yeah. Oh yeah, he killed John Lennon. I know that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Yeah. Lee Harvey Oswald. Know that one too. What do you know about John Wilkes Booth? Oh. Ooh. <laughs> Not much. Tell me more about dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. All of them were traveling from their home to Erica two weeks ago. And as they crossed the Papaaka sector less than 20 kilometers, which is, of course, 13 miles from the city near uh, this city that I'm not going to pronounce, they were faced with four creatures they described at first as dog-faced kangaroos that moved slowly through the air. I mean... How else would you describe a, a Dinonychus or a Velociraptor? That, right? I mean, yes and no, but, like, yes. But more lizard-like? But are they feathered? I don't know. I didn't see them. I can confirm they are not feathered. Okay, cool. Uh, Dog face, though, on kangaroo bodies, though, just makes me think too mammal-ish. I know, the dog face threw me off, too. I didn't like it. I mean... But if that's what they're seeing, though, maybe it's not a dinosaur. I they don't say know. dog face. Imagine, imagine a dog faced with like no dog ears. That's kind of dinosaurish. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely got a lot of teeth and a a snout. You know. Well, that occurred at like nine p.m. and the family was traumatized. Hmm. I mean, either way, it's creepy. No matter what it is, it sucks. I don't want to be staring at that. And part of the, one of the family members said that, quote, I was traveling in the backseat with my brothers talking and suddenly everything went dark. Then I told my brother what I was seeing and he told me to keep quiet because mom gets nervous. Well, that's weird. Later I looked, yeah, mom gets nervous when she sees dinosaurs. Later well, I looked, that's normal. <laughs> <laughs> True. Later I looked through the window and saw more things that looked like birds with dogs' heads. Huh. And back swept wings. Well, those are just bats. This article's going to keep going, but it's got a lot of info in here, so I'm going to keep doing it, okay? My father said they were like gargoyles, explained Carmen Abet de la Torre, the couple's daughter. Quote, Carmen added that she wasn't sure if the creatures had wings or legs, but then they moved them toward the rear. The height of the animals were calculated at two meters. Two of the beings flew over the vehicle, Another two appeared, but this time darting in front of the vehicle. Quote, we were speechless for 10 minutes, and my mom told us to react. And then we started discussing what we had seen. I feel there's a translation thing going on there. Yeah, I think so. But that's fine. 
So I think mom was like, hey, what did you see? As opposed to like, react, you know. Yeah, she's like, I'm, not a, I'm scared of shit right now. What'd you guys see? Well, the same thing you did, mom. All right. Teresa Diaz, Carmen's mother, was traveling into the front passenger seat beside her husband and was the one who saw the creature the clearest. Her impression was that the an- these animals were moving slowly over the car first and then in front of it. However, they appeared to match the vehicle's speed, which was 100 kilometers per hour. It's like 60 miles an hour? It's like 60 miles per hour. Cool. Nailed it. Got it. Fuck yeah, man. Look at me. Nailed. That was exact. Not different. Nope. Little easier to convert that than guessing extinction rates of species. Uh, every millennia, three millennia, eighty-six <laughs> yeah. percent millennia. It's usually eighty-six, seventy-five to eighty-six yeah, percent of species die cool. in mass extinctions. Yeah, yeah. I, mm-hmm. Well, that ex- that situation caused nervousness among the whole family. Of course, it did, and all they wanted to do was forget the incident. But when they arrived, they told their relatives. That um, they were terrified, and they told the relatives what happened, and then we go on to have some quotes. Then we were terrified to get to go back. And of course, they're talking about returning to their home city. Yeah, they don't want to go back there. Yeah, like I have to drive. Like that drive sucked. I have to go back to Dinosaur Lane. Pass. Hard pass. Velociraptor Boulevard. No. Yeah. Just some, just some other descriptions, real quick. Because we're talking about the monster of Erica. How's that spelled, by the way? A R I C A. So probably Erica. I was just curious, but just, I don't know. Just for my uh, right my memory, but yeah, Erica. I would say, but Erica works. We're in the Midwest. That's where we're from. That's how we th- say things. That's true. And we drink ranch dressing. I could go for some ranch dressing right now. Yeah. You want to rip some shots of ranch dressing? I'd love that. <laughs> I'd love that. Can I have, no. can I have food, <laughs> no, too? No, we're not doing can that. Can I have some food? Nope. <laughs> you get the ranch dressing, you get nothing. <sighs> I'm really striving. You get a bush light, maybe. For sus- all right, that's fair. <laughs> that's all right. That's right. I'll dump all this white cloth with the bush light and have a shot of ranch dressing. As you do. That is what you do. That's where we're from. That's our... That is our time yep that's what we do all right well we started in africa we jumped to south america mm-hmm. well we're dealing with the americas sure are would you like to jump to the united states of america only if you're gonna tell me utah raptors are out there or something i don't know well we're going to the uh the four corners region oh, which we're would getting in- close which would incorporate that sector Okay. Unfortunately, I am discussing potential dinosaurs that actually are existing in modern times. So I'm not delving into Utah raptors, <laughs> but I will tell you about the Colorado River dinosaur slash mini T-Rex. But if I don't mention it in later parts of this episode, they're also called river dinos. And this is a thing. Yep. Yeah. Hit me with it. Hell yeah. <laughs> let's let's do it. <laughs> All right. Well, this article was from the American 14 Review titled Man and Dinosaur Coexistence. And I will read this little snippet from someone. Can I ride a dinosaur? This isn't like riding a tank. 
You can't do that, unfortunately. Okay. Well, I can dream. You can do that. This is from a guy in the article. I live in Pueblo, Colorado. I moved out here when I was six and have since heard stories of the prairie devil, the pig man, and the mini rex. The mini rex. Me and my friend were riding dirt bikes. We observed something move across the clearing in front of us. It was three to four feet long, greenish with black markings on its back, and a yellowish, orangish, orange-ish underbelly. It walked on its hind legs, never dragging its tail. Its front limbs, parentheses, I call them God limbs. Damn, not the parentheses <laughs> again. They're back oh, because they were, they were more like arms than anything. Like a T-Rex question mark? And this is in, this is, what are those, when I copy this over, this is in brackets. So brackets, like a T, and because iPad did something crazy, bracket, like a T equal sign Rex question mark, end of bracket. (laughs) What? Anyways, moving (laughs) away from that. Okay, cool. We're smaller in comparison to the back ones, and I had four or three claws. Dot, 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 dot. It also had some kind of lump or horn over each eye. When it noticed our presence, it let out a high-pitched screech. <sighs> Immediately, we rode back to my house for a camera. We took a picture of its tracks. One of my other friends said he had a few pictures of the creature, so I took a look at them, and to my surprise... I saw pictures of the exact same thing I saw. Is now, it, uh, I don't have pictures of this thing, so. The horns over the eyes. What do you think? Ceratosaurus. Oh, whoo. <laughs> That's not what he saw. Oh, well, damn. it could have been. I shouldn't even did, I shouldn't even shoot, shoot you down. Maybe. Is it, did I say it right? I, might I, have said I think it right. so. It sounds close. I knew what you meant. The creature you talked about, I knew what you meant. Cool. All right. Well, well, we're on the same page, at least. We are. All right. Here's another article. Dinosaur sightings in Cortez, Colorado. Going to read it. That's what I thought about. When you said that name, that's what I thought about. Cool. Absolutely. We're on the same page then. We are. All right. It may sound almost beyond belief. This is from like a audio thing it's kind of transcribed it's weird to read so just like maybe yeah. it's 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 for tv cool it may sound almost beyond belief don't miss a special report monday and wednesday on ksl5 eyewitness news at 10 p.m yeah november 4th 2002 news specialist john hollenhorst reporting it's astounding if it's true but is it true is it we will decide that I suppose recently reports have surfaced of several strange sightings of a bizarre quote mystery lizard witnesses in Colorado near the Utah border say believe it or not it looks like a small dinosaur as we learned in the Washington D.C. sniper investigation what what (laughs) what he's hiding in a trunk 
The dinosaurs are in the trunks. Why did they throw this into this article? I'm going to read the whole sentence. I have no idea. As we learned in the Washington, D.C., it feels I feel like it's an oversell here. This is a little much. As we learned in the Washington, D.C. sniper investigation, eyewitness reports can be problematic. What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jesus. What? Yeah. Reel it in, guys. That's that's deep, dude. You're talking about maybe a dinosaur. Shit. When was that? Like, 05? 04? I'd say, oh, well, this article's from 2002. So probably around that time. Well, the DC sniper. That guy's an asshole. Yeah, he sucks. Yeah. Scary as fuck, too. Not right. Good, not good to talk about. No. Not great. So Don't throw it in your fucking article about a goddamn dinosaur. <laughs> what? That's a hot take and a hot sell. Why yeah, would you do no, that? You're just no. You're just ramping up shit for well, no reason. Sometimes fraudulent, often deeply mistaken. This is in all caps. Always incomplete. But you simply have to hear what witnesses around Cortez, Colorado, are saying about the mystery lizard. I still think invoking the DC sniper is Yo, not a good move. What the fuck, man? Not a good. Get out of here! You with just that. killed. I'm on a dinosaur buzz right now. You just made me think about real yeah. serious murder. Yeah, me too. Fuck that. God. I just, this is Go back to, oh, what? Oh, two? And fuck yourself. Right? Yeah. This has been waiting for us since 2002 just to fuck me. Yeah. We're having drinks. We were having fun. Right. God. Remember when that guy indiscriminately- What's his email? Is it on there? I'm going to write him. I'm going to go fuck himself. I'll tell you. But remember (laughs) back then, back when someone was indiscriminately shooting people and it was a pure, like, pure overwhelming sense of mortal terror? Yeah. It was a bad time. Anyways, is there, is there something bizarre that shows itself only once in a while to a few astonished human beings? It was a Jurassic quote. This is actual people quoting. They didn't write this article. They're just people that were talked to. Mm-hmm. It was a Jurassic flashback. I mean, I was. I couldn't believe it. Now, that would be awesome, in my mind, if I wasn't just thinking about the DC fucking sniper. Yeah, get the fuck out of here with that. I'm so, I just skimmed this because it's got good dinosaur shit. Yeah. That was well, dramatic, and it was only one sentence. I feel like that's, that guy is like tugging himself off. He's like, yeah, well, I wrote on the DC sniper, uh, and now I got to do this thing about dinosaurs. Yeah, so you know what? This was a big deal, and he was a. Dis- I'm a big deal. I yeah. run a DC sniper, and it's like, get fucked, man. Talk about dinosaurs. Shut up. <laughs> so an individual and his girlfriend were driving down this road the night of July 5th. She says a creature ran in front of the headlights, a very big lizard, nearly vertical, running on its hind legs. Quote, we were, you know, freaked out. Immediately, again, these are things I want to talk about, unlike the DC sniper. Nope. Immediately, we thought it was some kind of dinosaur or a huge lizard. So we came home, she says. Quote, they just walked in and they were real excited and they said, we just saw a little dinosaur run across the road, says the individual's husband. His name is Keith. Quote, looked like the little dinosaurs in Jurassic Park that surrounded everybody in the tall grass fields. End quote, says Shannon. <laughs> so those are velociraptors. Well, and which are modeled after Dinonychus. Mm-hmm. Absolutely down. terrifying. They are very scary. Yeah, I remember as a kid, like, oh, Velociraptors aren't that, aren't that big. It was like, oh, but Dionychus is. I'm like, that's not better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly. not great. Yeah. Okay, they, cha- they they fucked up the name. Okay, that still existed. Yeah. What? No, that's still a real thing. Yeah, okay, so, like, not consoled as a child. 
<laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. Now this Ooh, lady. Velociraptors were the size of a, a, a turkey. Cool. Okay. Oh, but Diana Nikes was real. No, but th- that's not any. It's the same. It's the same thing. Okay, it gets his name wrong. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, this lady gives her her gives only her name, and it's B. And she's reluctant to go public with her story. But B says, "Yes, I have because people think you're nuts." B says, "Like a miniature dinosaur, you know. That would be as close as I can come to describing it. And I've seen, and I've never seen." Anything like it. Now, independent researcher Nick Suchik says he's collected eight such stories in the Four Corners area. Now, I I was trying to find, you know when an article says a lot of things happen, but you want to go and find like the initial reportings of these articles? I couldn't find them. Hmm. So we're just going with whatever the fuck this says. All right. Cool. Works for me. And a mother and daughter told him they were driving down this road a couple of years ago and saw a creature run through the headlights. Quote, they were both stunned. I'm assuming this is Nick Suchik. S-U-C-I-K. How did you feel about it? They said they just burst out laughing hysterically because it was the most absurd thing they'd ever seen. Suchik said. Hmm. I feel like that's a coping mechanism. Yeah, that is a coping mechanism. <laughs> that's probably what I'd... fucking murder us. Yeah. <laughs> that's probably what I'd do. And then I'd be like, oh, actually, we should probably get out of here. I, well... This article says, it's tempting to give it a cutesy name, like the Rock Nest Monster. That's that's nonsense. Don't do that. Or the Lizard of Oz. What? No, stop it. Are these... <laughs> this is just in the article. What? No, stop. Just having fun. God, man, I, I want to... I want to put a... I want to title this article, The Rock Nest Monster, then put a bullet in my head. Like, now we're done. <laughs> Everybody's done. All right. Well, can you smell what the rockness is cooking? Oh, can you? I can. Fuck. Get a rockness bottom. Mm. <laughs> it doesn't seem to be all that big. Three to three and a half feet high. Witnesses say roughly five feet long, measured nose to tail. Oh, that sounds like a velociraptor. It definitely does. Suchik avoids using the D word. This is in quotation marks for some reason. Dinosaur. Quote, I'm sure there's got to be some more, there's got to be some sort of more plausible explanation for something like this, and yet at the same time we're stumped as to what it could be, he says. Sightings like this almost always turn out to be something other than what folks think they are. This is Scott Sampson, and he's with the Utah Museum of Natural History. Dinosaur expert, dinosaur expert Sampson says there is something easily mistaken for a dinosaur. Birds are dinosaurs in the truest sense of the word. Imagine a bigger version of this. Shut Perhaps up, nerd? <laughs> like, goddamn. I mean, I want to believe you. But, come on. Could Say be... there's a dinosaur out there. Yeah, just admit it. But no, it could be an escaped <laughs> ostrich or emu. Come on, man. <laughs> I know, boo. Seen suddenly and briefly under poor viewing conditions, quote, it could well be a roadrunner or some other kind of bird, and it could be a perception, a distance problem, making them look a little bit bigger than they are, end quote, says Samson. I mean, yes, you're right. He's right. He is not incorrect. How many ostriches do you know run around Colorado, though? I don't know. I don't know. I've talked to zero. I got an ostrich farm 30 miles south of here. Yeah? Yeah. 
Well, when can we go out, go and hang out there? And just look. I mean, it's a farm, so I don't know if we just hit the guy up. Maybe that'd be cool. Now, because I know an an ostrich, like you know where dinosaurs went. Yeah, they those things are dinosaurs. Right. That's true. I mean, a Gallimimus and an ostrich are pretty much the same fucking thing if you look at it. And honestly, except one's. Oh, go ahead. One's got feathers all over it, and from the way that uh, science is trending, I mean, it might be a fucking Gallimimus. Gallimimus has probably had feathers. Yeah, they probably had feathers. All dinosaurs probably had feathers to some extent. Do you know what I fantasize about? Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know where we're going with this. <laughs> ah. Well, I just look at birds and I'm like, that's probably what dinosaur looks like. Because you do the skeleton. You have no idea what else it looked like. No. And if there's no remnants of feathers, that doesn't mean there's feathers. But usually if you're if you're shaped in the shape of a Dinonychus or a Gallimimus, you probably had feathers. I mean, a fucking turkey could be a Gallimimus or a right. Velociraptor. Right. And imagine the same tail with feathers and stuff on it. But... Can you imagine the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park running around with turkey feathers or a peacock? I Just wish. Like, boom. Wow. 60 miles an hour. Don't go into the long grass. And they're like, Shh. they're like, whoa, look at that fucking feathers over Bro, there. Is that a fan? Ooh. But its teeth are the same. Huh. Huh. Even if it has a bird-esque face, it's still got those fucking teeth. I mean, birds are assholes, too. They're not, not another pieces of shit. Absolutely. But with his article, witnesses, and I feel there's a lot of, this is what makes it weird. The conversation we just had, because most dinosaurs that had that walked on two legs, and even the ones on four legs had like spines and like quills and shit, probably like bird quills, you know, like just that. Yeah, you just know? like right, mem- just, yeah, membranes, feathers uh-huh. type shit. Right. So the witnesses are emphatic; they didn't see a bird or feathers. Okay. So a guy called Jeff Tulin, he has a tourist stop. It's called the Reptile Reserve. And he's been hearing these baby dinosaur stories for years. Now, he's a little bit skeptical. But he's not really an out. Quote, I'd like to be associated with a dinosaur. Yeah, that's where I'm at. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not ruling it out. I'd like to be associated with one. Yeah. Well, if someone could catch something, I'd pay good money for it. Oh, that's the American entrepreneurial spirit. If I had money, I would pay for it. The description does fit foreign critters like the monitored lizard. I would say those descriptions do not, but okay. Like, you can describe something like a lizard. That does not sound like a monitor lizard. No. And locally, the collared lizard. Although that's only over a foot high. I mean... Komodo dragons monitors. Getting the contacts back a while ago before we realized they were legitimate giant fucking lizards. I can see that being a dinosaur. Right. I mean, it still might be a fucking dinosaur. They're huge. I would say absolutely. Right. For uh, the contacts we have to work with. And those things can stand on two legs. Lizards can run on two legs. They fucking battle each other on two legs. They Uh slam into each other. Yeah, it's fucking scary. 
Now, still from this article, it might shock you to learn that there are so many other alleged dinosaur reported sightings in the air. Oh, no, this is not from the article. Hilarious. I faked you out. This oh, is this psych. is me. You're talking to me. Hey, hey, it might shock you to learn that there are so many other alleged dinosaur reported sightings on the Internet. This is something I've been wanting to get into since we started this program. Uh-huh. But guess what? This is just a taste. This is just me getting both of all of our toes wet. Because, I mean, I'm we, we are well on our way to becoming metaphorical, full-fledged river dinos someday. Would you mm-hmm. love to be a river dino? Yep. The point is, there are more... There are many more dinosaurs we can talk about that have allegedly been seen, and we're just getting started. I mean, man, now, I mean, this is just absurd. How'd you feel about that? What I just heard of you? Fantastic. It's insane. Well, now, a lot of these claims are without a doubt circumspect, if not outright fabrications or confusions. But if you are looking for dinosaurs or are that desperate to encounter one, you don't have to exasperate yourself by telling such ridiculous fables. Most people get wrapped up in their preconceived notions of what a dinosaur is supposed to be and ignore the living, breathing, murderous, yet beautiful dinosaurs that undeniably live amongst humanity today. Mm-hmm. This could go in many directions, but April 15th, 2019 quote he was doing what he loved end quote that's what was said of a man who succumbed whose mortality succumbed to the wounds of his pet now what was this man's pet a harpy eagle was that right you're not right but harpy (laughs) eagles are incredible they're huge, and they're they're dinosaurs. They're avian dinosaurs. We can talk about on a future show. Quote: I would not understand why anyone would want to keep a cassowary as a pet. I don't know what that is. All right, open your laptop right now. Okay. Do it. We'll take the time it takes, <laughs> and go to Google. And Google a cassowary, and then I spell it C A S S O W A R Y. And then, if you're so inclined, open a second window and go into YouTube. Oh, okay, I I recognize it. Can you open the when you have a chance? Open the second window into YouTube. The cassowary can kill you is the first video that pops up. Hey, that's the one. You should just watch that one. Oh, this is an ad. I was like, well, this doesn't seem right. That's fine. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, blah, blah. We'll talk over it, but we'll get to the video. It's fine. Yeah, okay, cool. I'm going to talk over this fucking ad. We don't need to hear about it. Oh, they're fucking velociraptors. Oh, aren't they? Get ready. They're just, But just type in, like, cassowary on YouTube. You'll find just a video. Well, that's what I'm looking at. There's no cassowary videos? Or cassowary attack or cassowary jumps. There it is. Yeah, I just want you to see cassowaries. That's all I want. So whatever video you have, you seen cassowaries? Oh yeah. (laughs) 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was like Velociraptors in Jurassic Park type moves. Yeah. Yeah, they were yeah. Uh, just jumping at him, right? swinging fucking talons at him. Right? Yeah, because that's all I wanted to see was this article, this like A-cast were in motion and what it looked like. And anyone listening should do the same thing. Yeah, no, it was, uh, yep. So... Eric Slovak had said, I would not understand why anyone would want to keep a cassowary as a pet. And he was a assistant curator of birds at the National Zoo in Washington. Quote, if you were kicked by a cassowary with that nail, it would do a lot of damage to you. Sure would. All right. You heard a little bit about cassowaries, but I will tell you a little bit more and perhaps the same information. Cassowaries have three-toed feet with sharp claws. The second, this is from Wikipedia, by the way. The second toe, the inner one in the medial position, sports a dagger-like claw that may be five inches long. Mm-hmm. This claw is particularly fearsome since cassowaries sometimes kick humans and animals with their enormously powerful legs. Cassowaries can run up to 30 miles per hour through the dense forest and can jump up to five feet high. They are good swimmers, crossing wide rivers, and swimming in the sea. Yeah, that's fucking terrifying. Right? Mm-hmm. That's a living being that exists. That's alive. Yep. What did we talk about last episode? Creatures that exist? Oh, yeah. All the creatures that exist. And while this one was never perhaps a cryptid, yeah, it's no. a living fucking dinosaur. No, and it didn't cross my list because it was not a cryptid. Mm-mm. Quote. But it is a fucking dinosaur. A billion percent. Quote, you would wind up in the hospital for sure. Quote. Now, from that same Washington Post article in 2012, an Australian tourist named Dennis Ward was kicked off a cliff into a body of water by a cassowary when he and his family were visiting Bambita Boulders in Queensland. Quote, it just came straight up to me, decided to pick on me for some reason. I don't know what for. Ward told the came the Karns Cairns post, quote, Next thing, thump, I caught the boot in the back and was tumbling down the bank, quote, Ward said. It was pretty high, about seven foot. I hit this ledge near the bottom and bounced off into the drink, quote. So he just got punted by a cassowary into yeah. the fucking pond or ravine or lake or wherever the fuck he was. Cassowary just decided to pull a Robbie Gold and punted him into the fucking water. Now, of course, cassowaries are native to Australia, but the man who was fatally injured, of course, by this individual cassowary was keeping it as a pet in Florida. Oh, that's what I saw there. Uh huh. No, that was the exact article. Like, that was the. When you popped in that video, that was the exact article. (laughs) So it's like, hey, least around the. Again, same page. Now, I've been told by the internet, and by told, I mean read things, that say cassowaries are normally shy and would rather be left alone deep in their natural forest habitats. But if you're a human and you can see one, you're already too close, and you should get the hell out of there. Now, I could talk about cassowaries for a long time. In fact, an entire episode could be based on just the cassowary, Mm -hmm. but I won't do that. If you've never seen one, and I'm glad you did, and you Google them, mm-hmm. they're living dinosaurs. But you don't even have to be that exotic. Look at a chicken, a rooster, 
Imagine that thing. That little ferocious bastard of a beast. Now imagine him being 16 plus feet tall. If you don't think a chicken is cool or scary, picture that. Now give it some teeth, and boom! Now it's on its way to being a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Yep. Evolution. Evolution is a weird thing. Because, well, not an exactly accurate statement. Today I can say, I ate T-Rex eggs for breakfast. Mm-hmm. Not the same. No, not the same. But, dissimilar... Maybe. Scientists have looked inside chicken eggs and they've seen the stages where inside the egg, chicken embryos look like dinosaurs. They have claws and teeth. Oh, yeah. And then as they evolve into where they will eventually be chickens, those things go away. But it flashes in there. Oh, yeah. I, I read a Newsweek article, probably, it might have been fucking 10 years ago at this point. Uh, how we will see dinosaurs in our lifetime because of genetic engineering. I wouldn't doubt it. And it's all because of the chicken. Yeah, all you have to do is stop those genes from yep, recessing. In the egg, they all become dinosaurs. They're there. Yeah, it's all they there. They even have the tail. It's crazy. It's wild shit. Yeah, it's real weird. But it's fantastic. As a... Uh, child who wanted to grow up and be a paleontologist I was hoping you'd say when nobody knew what the fuck that meant right <laughs> yes I want dinosaurs I love hard them. they're cool I thought you were going to say as a child who wanted to grow up to be a dinosaur oh I did <laughs> I did that as well I'm still on that boat you right yeah when does that happen I don't know I got a few costumes you got yeah I know a good one. Oh yeah you have more no, I just got the one. It's just so good. good. It doesn't matter. It counts as multiple. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> <laughs> well, but speaking of evolution, as we wind down, uh, I have this random deviant art paragraph from a he. This guy drew a drawing of a dinosaur of the Erica monster. Okay. So of course he introduces an even weirder cross section of people who are into looking for living dinosaurs. Quote, and there's a weird Venn diagram here. And of course, when I say this little paragraph, you'll understand as soon as I say it. Okay. It is also worth mentioning that at least some of the websites and books describing the Erica monster are known to have written by creationists who see the possibility of a living dinosaur as evidence against evolution. This, combined with the relative lack of press the monster gets elsewhere, suggests that rather than being a publicity stunt or mistaking identity, the monster simply may have not existed in the first place. End quote. All right. Creationists love dinosaurs. Yeah, they do. And at the Creationist Museum, I believe in Kentucky where a life-size Noah's Ark has been constructed, there is an army of amazing, highly detail-oriented, badass dinosaur sculptures thrown all over the place. Yep. There is even a Triceratops baby with a saddle for pictures. Yeah, the Jesus horse. 
I am so conflicted. I know. Me too. We have to go there. Yeah, we should go there. Oh, but who runs that creationist museum? Oh, the same people who run AnswersInGenesis.com. Oh, neat. The website I started this entire episode about. And you know what I found out? At that museum, they even have what I believe to be a real Allosaurus skeleton. That's cool. I like Allosaurus. So do I. On the website, it says this to hype him. Allosaurus. Meet Ebenezer. Our full... Our stunning, full-sized Allosaurus. I like this sentence. I hope you do, too. Mm -hmm. He's a testament to the reality of the global flood of Noah's day and the truth of God's word. Now, when you think about an Allosaurus, is that the kind of thoughts you have? I wish. (laughs) Again. No, I don't, though. Again. So conflicted. Mm -hmm. So... Do dinosaurs live amongst us? Of course they do. But like, do non-avian dinosaurs live amongst us? Do do creatures with a right? Mm-hmm. Do creatures with a perhaps more ancient flair than say a red-tailed hawk or a sparrow mm. live amongst us? Some people believe they do. They like to talk about it, and again, we're deep here, but we're just getting started. Uh-huh. Now, creationists, of course, would not be surprised if someone found a living dinosaur. Of course not. And guess what? This quote, these two last paragraphs to end us are quotes from, you know, the boys we've been talking about since the beginning of this episode. Mm-hmm. Creationists, of course, would not be surprised if someone found a living dinosaur. However, evolutionists would then have to explain why they make do- why they made dogmatic statements that man and dinosaur never lived at the same time. I suspect they would say something to the effect that this dinosaur somehow survived because it was trapped in a remote area that has not changed for millions of years. Yeah, what? Did evolutionists say anything to contradict that at one point? Maybe. I don't know. But that seems like a legitimate argument to me. <laughs> like, it seems, like, very reasonable. Yeah. Like, why couldn't we come across this? Oh, because we didn't discover it. No. Nope. Was... Nope. Because then all the dinosaurs didn't die. Yep. It's a lie. You see... No matter what is found or how embarrassing it is to evolutionist ideas. Is that embarrassing? I guess. They think <laughs> it is. <laughs> how embarrassing. Are you ashamed? Are you? Do you feel bad about yourself? No. That a, an entire field dedicated to questioning the unknown discovered something they didn't know about? <laughs> what? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Continue on. You s- you see, no matter you oh yeah, okay hold on sorry, yeah well you know you see no matter how embarrassing it is to yeah, yeah sorry I was embarrassed so no continue right on. oh I'm sorry yeah. they will always be able to conduct and this to bring our punctuation jokes to a close mm. will always be able to concoct and quote answer unquote because evolution is a belief. 
It is not a science. Hyphen. It is not a fact. It's not a fact. Yeah, all right. Yeah, a lot. You got real mad. Did you get real mad right now? Not really. I didn't get mad. I got frustrated. I felt sad for some people. That's better. Yeah. That's that's a more empathetic reason. Yeah. In the Bible, in Job 40, is that how you say it? Verse 15, 24. And then chapter 40, verse 15 to 24. So Job 40, 44. God describes to Job, parentheses, who lived after the flood. You know what? Fuck you guys. Every human being lived after the flood unless you're Noah. Right? Or Adam and Eve. I don't know. Am I alive? Are you alive? No. Wow. Man, this is not the time to have this podcast topic. Are you alive? I don't know. Fuck. Well, God describes a Job, and then, you know, he lived after the flood, a great beast with which Job was familiar. This great animal called a behemoth is described as the chief of the ways of God, perhaps the biggest land animal God had created. Impressively, he moved his tail like a cedar tree. Although some Bible contemporaries say this may have been an elephant or a hippopotamus, you know, because that might make actual fucking sense. The description actually fits that of a dinosaur, like Brachiosaurus. Elephants and hippos certainly do not have tails like cedar trees. They don't. And you know what I like to do? Which I, I just love to close this podcast out with a Bible verse. Because that's what we do here. Is it? Behold, now behemoth, which I made with thee. He eateth grass as an ox. Lo now, his strength is in his loins, and his force is in the navel of his belly. Hmm. He, yeah, right, right? He moveth his tail like a cedar. The sinews of his stones are wrapped together. His bones are as strong pieces of brass. His bones are like bars of iron. So, does that sound like an animal or a fucking brachiosaurus? Doesn't sound like anything to me. It just sounds like this guy was focused on his genitals. So, so you and his tail. So you focused on the loins as much as I did. That's all he said. Because I was like, <laughs> oh like, my Yo, god, the tail swinging. Oh, the loins. Because I was like, and then it's like, okay, man, uh, uh, where are you going with this? And I was like, man, this brachiosaurus likes to fuck. I was like, wow. That dude. Bible? Yeah. Yikes. That brachiosaurus right there. Is that what we're talking about? I'm still confused. Evan, I, I, that's what that's what they the, the uh, inventors of the Creationist Museum claim oh. to think is evidence of a brachiosaurus. And I didn't even bother to dabble with their fucking nonsense about what a dragon is. Mm. Wow. Uh-huh. That's that's a topic waiting to be discussed. Yes. Uh, right. I'm more confused. We need to discuss their issue with uh, focusing on genitals and tail. <laughs> this was just dipping our toes into dinosaurs that may or may not exist and creationism's obsession with fucking dinosaurs because they admit dinosaurs are an easy educational tool to hook the minds of the youth. Hey, I mean, if they promised me I could ride a dinosaur, I would be a creationist. 
All you can do is sit on a statue of one. It's not the same. It's a start. <laughs> <laughs> it is absolutely a start. All right. We need to wrap this up. <laughs> the point is, we're just starting with this shit. This yeah. is We've done an entire year of Weird and Fear. We have. And I feel real good about that. Oh, I've enjoyed every second of it. Absolutely. And as this season comes to a close, that means a season is about to premiere. Oh. And when this season Sell prem- me on it. When this season premieres, we are going to just we are like a racer in a race and the starting blocks and the gun is shot off. Bam! And we are jetting forward into this extravaganza, this ecstasy, this euphoria. That is about to become the second season of Weird and Feared. What we have in store for you, we are going to present to you our Beast Battle Brackets. Because we've been discussing monsters and creatures and supernatural entities and deities. And I mean, you've been listening. You know what the fuck we've been talking about for an entire year at this point. So what we chose to do, like any rational conglomeration of adults is decide to put these things locked in combat against one another. I feel like conglomeration is more than two people, but let's do it. Yes. Well, if, yeah, you know, you're... You well, are we're including 100%. all the monsters. There you go, right? Yeah. So what we're about to do and what you're about to tell everyone are the brackets... For round one. For what we're dubbing, I mean, the beast battle. Yeah, round one. All right, so what do we got in store for everyone listening to this beautiful production? Round one. Uh, I'm gonna just list them off. Do it one at a time, or battle at a time. Round one. We got Gabriel Hogzilla, then the Chicago Mothman, and the Man with the Hat. After that, Bell Witch, and I don't remember his real name, but the Pegleg Ghost at the Congress Hotel. Oh, the clown. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out when it comes. <laughs> Uh, we drew all of these out of a hat. Too. Yes, this was so, all like this random. is all completely random brackets. We got bye weeks and everything, so uh, or bye battles, I guess, because we're not skipping weeks. And the alliteration bye battles. Yeah, bye battles. Then we got the Wendigo with the Kohom, the Coal Hollow Road monster. Yes, Kohomo. Yes. Then the Yeti versus the Murfreesboro Mud monster. Yes. And then. Adolfo Constanzo versus Seamus Bearhands O'Houlihan. Fuck yeah, dude. Following that, Wolves of Fergatonia versus Muhammad Ali. <laughs> he knows about aliens. Yeah. And he's a champ. <laughs> yeah, and he can punch like a motherfucker. Yes. <laughs> yes, he can. After that, we got the Skinwalker and recently discovered this episode, Mokala mm, Yes. Following that, Nian versus the Melonheads. Yes. Injured Cold versus the Enveiled Horror. Ooh. Black Volga versus the Beast of Bray Road. Oh, man, a lot to talk about there. Following that, the Kraken versus Radium. Who, of course, is the robot from Rossum's Universal Robots from a robot episode. Correct. After that, my personal favorite to win this one. Hodag. Yeah, dude. Versus Percy Fawcett. 
think you can take that one. That's tough. Hodak versus a known explorer. Yeah. And a British special agent. I don't know, mm, man. That's, uh, that's a lot. That's a lot. After that, we got the zombie soldiers versus the Kevin of Kandahar, which cool. is also the giant of Kandahar. <laughs> the giant for, we named. We named him Kevin. We that's did. fine. That right. was our name. So Kevin is fighting, of course, who again? The zombie soldiers the, of Texas. So there we go. Yeah. After that, we got Nikola Tesla versus Thunderbirds. Great. That's yeah, going to be a battle. Electricity. For sure. Electricity is involved. Following that, Tuttlebottom's monster versus the Adlets. It's a good thing we didn't spend a whole episode burying the Tuttlebottom's monster. He'll be fine. Okay. Maybe. We'll see. And then we got the two bye weeks. Uh-huh. And guess or what? Bye. <laughs> no, be a bye. Bye It'll battles. be a bye. I keep saying bye weeks, but it's not going to be a it's week. What, it's, a, it's one day. Yeah. But yeah, the bye battles. And guess what? All we did, we rolled the dice to determine what battles would get a bye. And these are the two that made it. Yeah. And I feel it was meant to be. It was pretty ridiculous that and they it's, happened. it's a lot to handle. So here we go. So the Mothman versus Chance the Snapper. Great. Winner of that gets a bye. Uh-huh. And finally. And the winner of the next one, Sheep Squatch versus Santa. Great. That gets a bye as well. And do you remember our Santa episode? Anyone listening? Mm. Yeah. Who do we associate Santa with? Yeah. We'll Intriguing. find out. We'll, we'll find out. We will. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that is going to be episode one and uh, episode one of season two, Weird and Feared. Uh-huh. Yeah. So this will be a discussion amongst two individuals who host this podcast about who they think should win. And, I mean, we're in tune, so a lot of the, we'll discuss each battle, and we could very well agree on most, but in some situations, we may not. Reach Weird and Feared, wherever you may enjoy reaching us, at Instagram, Facebook. Um, if you want, you can contact us on anchor.fm slash Weird and Feared, leave us a voice message, and tell us anything you would like to tell us. To support the show, of course, we're on the Patreon at Weird and Feared. You can, uh, you know, endorse us in any way you feel appropriate. And email uh-huh. us at weirdandfearedpodcast at gmail.com to maybe tell us who you think you would prefer to win each battle. If you want to submit us your brackets oh, by text, yeah. that would be cool. And I feel like what I would like people to do is to, I mean, I could, I guess, make an image. You know what I need to do? We should make an image. I need to print a bracket that yep. you can print and pick your character. It shouldn't be my shitty hand-written bracket here that we did when we drew names out of I a mean, hat. I should take a picture and just post that just for fun. But right, we will print what we will print out a bracket so you can like treat it like you would treat March Madness. It's Monster Madness. Oh, right it now. is Monster Madness Monst- in October. Uh huh. And it's October. What a better time! I feel we chose the best time to start this fucking podcast. Yeah, we did. Right, every year it'll be October-ish. All right, things so get going. Yeah. It's Monster yeah. Madness. Monster Madness. That's what we're doing. Monster Madness is the name of this. You yeah. want to take a picture of this? It's got shitty handwriting. Yeah, I do. I will. Absolutely. Yeah, post it. I'll post it tonight. It'll be garbage. I don't care. Everybody can tell me it's garbage. Yeah, they can eat shit, too. Well, well in a cool, like, in a cool like friendship those way. People. In a cool friendship way, that means everyone's endeared to each other, and we're all this excited to see what monster beats what monster yeah all right eat shit man (laughs) (laughs) all right guys but you know what this is october it's time guys get spooky yeah fucking get spooky it's time let's do it boom